Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a program that we do live on Facebook and YouTube every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then it's distributed on a number of podcast outlets. And we would like you to know that we would very much like to have you be part of our conversation. And so if you would like to send us a story or to recommend guests or to recommend topics, we appreciate that. And you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at N Saxton Lopez. That's N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z at csmpc.com. This program is based or derived from, you might say, the book that we wrote. It's called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups, which was really a compilation of all the knowledge that we gained over many years, decades, 30 plus years in Nancy's case, facilitating pet loss groups. We sort of took all the themes that we gathered through that experience and compiled them into this book, which has been helpful to many people. And it is linked in the in the description to this program. And also, you can support our program through a contribution on Venmo. You can support through PayPal, or you can decide not to support because that's always a nice thing. But we do this really as a service and to be supportive. And it's it's gratifying to know that we're being helpful to people. You can also do a monthly subscription. And we have our very first monthly subscription from a gentleman named Harvey. So we want to thank Harvey thank you, very Harvey. much for that measure of support. And you can also reach us not only through email, but you can leave a voicemail. And this is an evening for first because we did get our first voicemail as well. And actually it got kind of, it seems to me like it got cut, cut short, but I wanted to mention that a young woman named Kelsey called and she said that she lost her cat very abruptly. And we want to just very unexpectedly, mm -hmm. I should say. And we just want to make sure that we give her our condolences and mm -hmm. let her know that we're thinking about her during this difficult time. This program is also a friend of Dakin Humane Society. You can learn more about Dakin at D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E dot org. One thing I'd like to mention is that Dakin supports a monthly pet loss support group that I facilitate on Zoom. And that is generally the second Tuesday of every month. And so it'll be December 13th. And we start at 6 p.m. Eastern time and we run, run until 7.30. And it's important to note that there's no cost for this. You can, you can RSVP from any place in the world. And we've had now people from different countries outside the U.S. And you, so you're welcome to join us. And you can find the RSVP link on the description for this program as well. And I'm wondering if there's anything else that I should mention. <laughs> anything stand out, Nancy, that I, I didn't think, I think we've covered it all. Okay. All right. Except for where we do have, Ken's going to read because I, my email got cut off, um, about uh, a beautiful story from Jack about his diesel died. And it's, it's always, you know, interesting to me when, you know, women, women, 
all came to the group much more than men did, right? Yep. And yep. over time, yep. you know. Yep. And but interestingly enough, a lot of the emails we get are from men. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really special because I know, and I think you can talk to, about this, you know, to this better than I can, but that it's it's nice that they can talk about their feelings about their companion animals that have died. Yeah, we know that, that men were socialized to be sort of more closed emotionally. I mean, it's a very... It's very much sort of a stereotype statement, but it does it does get borne out when you see clients in therapy, when you see couples, uh, heterosexual couples, when you see people in groups, and so it's really refreshing and uh, it, it speaks to a change. I think a significant mm-hmm. change. Yeah. That we're getting so much, so much from men as well, and of course, we have the same emotional apparatus. <laughs> Yes, then no, women, as women do. <laughs> and we're, we're generally not as practiced mm-hmm. at using and talking about naming our emotions. Again, it's a very broad stroke because some of us are very fluent in that regard. And so I don't want to say that that's always the case, but it is. It's just great to, to hear from men as well. Mm-hmm. So this is from Jack. And Jack writes that on Saturday, October 29th, This year, we had to sadly put our little man to peace. He was only 10 years old, a beautiful mini Aussie. He was the world to me. I slept on the floor to comfort him many times over the years. When he was uncomfortable as a puppy and when he was was just getting used to us and missing his mama. After he was neutered and didn't feel that great and after two knee surgeries to address his luxating patella. So... So Jack is saying that he would sleep on the floor to provide comfort to Diesel when there were times of, of change or stress. He recovered from all of these, thankfully, but unfortunately was diagnosed with lymphoma a few months, a few months before his passing. They originally thought it was kennel cough, not the case, sadly. They t- this took him down so fast, so sad. Oh, so sad. We did the best we could with the meds, Everything short of chemo. We thought chemo would be too hard on him. He was already pretty frail. We went the route of comfort with him. Mm-hmm. He got so bad off, I was desperately reaching out to places for euthanasia services. He was suffering. We were able to have it done at home in our backyard. This was very important for us as far as his comfort. But it was so hard. We have our other dog, Zoe, absolutely sweet dog who was there for his passing too. But this has ruined me. Mm -hmm. I know it's still very early in the grieving process, but I can honestly say I've never been this sad in my life. Mm -hmm. My wife has been amazing as far as support, my mom as well, but Diesel passing away has been so hard. I cry so much for him and I keep saying how I'd give anything just to hold him or have another hour with him. It's made me realize how worthless money and possessions really are. Sure, we need money to survive, but the love I have for him and he had for me is priceless. I just miss him so damn much and it hurts. And please share this story. We'll be happy to respond back. I think this does help with the grieving process. But again, this is so damn hard. And Jack sent us a a picture of Diesel 
And we were going to show it at first, but as Jack mentioned, he, he looks pretty sick. In yeah, the, he looks, and he looks, yeah, a little bit so sad. Beautiful little boy, though. He's a beautiful dog. He was a beautiful dog. Well, uh, you know, this harks back to, you know, a lot of people that would come to the group, and they would kind of bend down. They were almost embarrassed to say, or they would feel that they were crazy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked a little bit about that. And, we'd, and we would say, what do, what do you mean you feel crazy? And, and each one would say, I've grieved more for the, my, my pet, my animal, than I have spouse, parent, grandparents, other family members. And but we never heard child. Right. And I can, I, I can feel Jack in the context of how much he was connected to Diesel in the context of just being with him, being sure that he was loved and supported and laying with him and making sure that he had comfort. Um, because I don't know if Jack and his wife have kids, but definitely Diesel and Zoe, are, or Diesel was, and Zoe is their, their, their child, right? That's what I'm feeling. Our pets are always, they're our children. Yes. <laughs> our our um, animal children. <laughs> our fur babies. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, he says, and it's just so emphatic. This is so damn hard. Yeah. And it's, it is. And, you know, we've heard uh, recently, I've heard from people in other, in other meetings that they're just not sure that they can go through this again because it's yeah. so, yeah. hard. It hurts so much. And, and what you hear from those around them, and I'm referring to a group meeting is it, it hurts so much, but you then have to make the decision of whether or not you're going to embrace love of this sort again, because we know that we're very likely to lose our animal companions. They have a much yeah. shorter life than we do in general. And so that's the, that's the question. Will you allow yourself into a relationship where you're probably going to feel that depth of love again? again and that means you're also going to feel this depth of grief again. But you all also feel that wonderful love mm -hmm. and and connection right. and um, and exhilaration and joy and happiness um, for a, a period of time, hopefully. Well, and then it it comes back. It comes back eventually in the form of the memories. Yeah. And the the all of the all of the gratitude mm -hmm. that we carry for having had these relationships, these animals in our lives, and these little creatures. That's that's the challenge. That's always the challenge. And one of the things that that Jack mentions that is so important is that as hard as it is, and it sounds like it's different for his wife because maybe it's not so hard. I'm kind of extrapolating and imagining that because she has been an amazing support. Maybe part, maybe her support is 
that she's grieving just as hard as he is. We're not mm -hmm. sure of that. It's not, it's not clearly stated, but she's clearly a, an enormous source of love and, and support for him, as is his mom. And so that's really important that we have those kinds of connections. And mm -hmm. if we don't have them from family, then we need to, in most cases, we'll find them other, yeah. other ways. We'll find them through friends or through an online database support or a, an online meeting or a face-to-face -face meeting if there is one that's available in your area. We also had the experience, I think, through the group that there were some people that the pain was so devastating that they had indicated that they probably would not get another animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yet we had people get an animal the next day. Yep. Um, it's, it's a matter of individual choice. Yep. We found out that most of the time, people would get another another fur baby, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it may be four months, six months, a year, two years, depending on that grieving. The, the, what we would tell folks, so you, you and I can, was the, the other, the next companion animal cannot take the place of the one that's died. Yeah, it, it, the, the whole question of getting another one, the way that I think about it is there's no right or wrong Mm -hmm. As long as you do it deliberately, as long mm -hmm. as there's a lot of thought given to it, as long as it's not an impulse decision, because if there's a lot of thought given to it, then you're going to, you're going to evaluate all the necessary considerations. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it, do I have the energy right now? And will I, will I find this to be a positive healing distraction or will I find find this to be a new degree of stress that I don't need right now or will mm -hmm. I possibly actually feel like it worsens my grief because it sh it will become really clear that the new animal is in fact it's not, not right. the one who is lost God. and and to just think it through and to talk it through with those mm -hmm. who are close to you because as you said, there are some people who are going to get an animal the next day and it's going to work out for them because mm -hmm. they know that that's their way of moving forward, that they mm -hmm. are going to are going to put their energy into this new relationship. And it's not going to short circuit the grief they have, but it's going to enrich their lives as they go through the grief that they need to experience for that lost soul. The other thing that that I wanted to mention, I mean, for Jack, it's it's really great that his wife is supportive. But we've had men in the group. Do you remember the man with Badger? Yeah. Right. And, you know, his wife was not particularly a dog not person, right? right? Yeah. And he, this was a dog that his son had gotten him. This is so many years ago. Um, and he was devastated. He, because the dog was his hiking partner. That's right. He's a friend. He would always go hiking together. And, and yeah, and in and, and that, you know, animals play interesting roles sometimes in our lives. And it became clear that there was actually the sense that he was more, he wasn't balancing his relationship with his dog with, against his relationship with his significant other, with his wife. 
And so in a way, it sounded like when the dog, when Badger died, his wife was expecting that they would then be able to have a greater closeness. And, and instead his grief made yeah, it so it was, that she felt like there was great distance, at least for the time. Right, being. At least at the time. And, and he was very careful to put Badger's ashes in the attic yeah, above yeah. his bed. Yeah. yeah. And he would, he would talk to him at night. Yeah. And, but, you know, he did come for a while with the group, but, and he did move through the grieving. So we don't know what happened in his relationship, but, but he found the support in the group. Well, it, 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 uh, I mean, it, it really punctuates this idea of when you're going to bring a pet into your life, it's important that everybody in the household be okay with that. And that there's an understanding that shouldn't, it shouldn't disrupt relationships. It should enrich relationships. Right. So that's the way you should think about it is that the animal is going to enrich your household. It's going to enrich everybody's life. It's not going to be some kind of, there's not going to be a triangle that makes us move farther away from the people right. we the, are entirely connected. Right. <laughs> But anyway, we're digressing a little bit. Well, listen, thank you, Jack, for sharing yes, your beautiful you. story. Um, we also got, we had asked on uh, the last podcast or the few of them to, uh, for people to write in and how they were going to get through the holidays yep. with their grief. And we really got a nice uh, email from Kristen. Um, so I'm going to read that because we do have some pictures too. She was very kind to tell us what she had been doing. Um, hi, Nancy and Ken wanted to pass on how we are managing grief during the holidays as requested in your last episode of the podcast. We lost our Bella last September, and this will be the second Christmas without her. One thing that helped us is we have constant reminders of her everywhere. We commissioned a three foot by four foot painting of her, which hangs in our front hallway. It's backed on pink card because she was a sassy princess. We also got a tree topper in her likeness, along with Christmas ornaments that have her face painted on them. There are other photos of her all over the house. We also keep her outside memorial headstone well curated with various flowers, depending on the season. So it's always a bright and happy spot. In the winter, we have painted stones that are there. So there is always color. Having reminders of her around is helpful to us, even though we wish she was still physically here. If other listeners are interested in custom pet memorial items, as ST is great for these kind of orders. In addition, oh yes, yeah, she goes in. I think that Bella had kidney disease. If I'm right. yeah. She does. Um, in addition, the topic of kidney disease and cats really hit home for us in the last episode as Tilly, Bella's litter mate who turns 18 in a few months, now has chronic kidney disease. Mm -hmm. She is stage two, three. It depends on her blood work. We are managing okay. She still wants to be here and has good Q-O-L. Quality. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> I should have known that. Um, so that is what matters. 
this has been a very challenging road for us, and we found an online community that is helping us through. They have an online technical resource as well, which has been around for 20 years and is kept up to date. I wanted to pass this on in case it helps others. The support group is very active. So there, um, if you are interested, can you have that? So if people want to write in for those, for that technical resource or the support group. Yeah, I, I added it to the description to the description. So there's a technical resource, which has a lot of information about feline kidney disorders. And then there's a support group that is available as well. So that, that should appear in the descriptions. Okay, good. On the, on the, on Facebook and YouTube and, and on the podcast outlets. And if it doesn't, then you can write to us and, or if you have trouble finding it on the description, you can write to us and we'll send you the links. So she, she, we got back to her, Ken and I, and then she sent another. So, so we have the pictures of the, of the, of the beautiful memorial, I think. Yes. And thank you for sending those, Kristen. Um, there, there she is. The rocks I actually painted in the days after she died, sitting on the porch with my other two babies, Tilly and Milo, binge listening to your podcast. It was very soothing. The paint had faded a little over the winter summer. So as an anniversary of her passing, we repainted and revarnished them. It was a great way to do something creative in her memory. And this, these are her, memor uh, her memorials in a few different seasons. Her ashes are scattered around the Japanese maple tree. Right now, the pink flowers by her grave are still blooming. And the only thing still flowering in her garden, it is very fitting. Right, so this is her beautiful garden. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. And and it's something what she said I I found particularly interesting that they repainted and revarnished them, which yeah. is a, a, a ritual that you could do regularly because mm -hmm. they're they're gonna get weathered, right? Right. And it's just uh it's a beautiful thing that they've done. And and all of what she describes is so fitting for this this family that there's so many reminders around. I mean, the painting must be quite something. Yeah, I, w I wish she had sent a picture of the yeah. three foot by four foot painting. I would love to have seen it's that. It's great. It's just great. And 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 they're also dealing with the yeah, anticipatory. disease with, with, with Tilly, right? I yeah, think. the anticipatory mm -hmm. yeah. loss. But it, as so many people are, because a lot of times we have pets when we have more than one, they're, they're age mates or close mm -hmm. to, and so we lose one and then we're, we're wondering when, mm -hmm. when we're going to lose the next one. It's well, and it's, yes, it's, especially if you lose one, you're hypervigilant with the rest, right? Yeah. And yeah. so especially in age, um, yeah. if they're close in age, um, I, I, we took our, we, we took our seven little memorial rocks, from all our babies, all of our puggies, um, and brought them in for the winter so that they weren't going okay. to, you know, in in the rain and the sleet and the ice. Um, but next next spring, we'll we'll have all of our new wildflowers and we'll put them all back out. But I do think, like Kristen has said, and with her family, I mean, I think it's I I can imagine walking into her house and just seeing Bella, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that she's she's all she's always there everywhere you look. And for them, that is something really, really helpful that she yeah. 
is spiritually there um, as you look at all of those beautiful rocks and pictures and the, the large portrait of her, you know, and all of her Christmas decorations, right? Well, I was going to ask, you used to have stockings, right? Oh, I, we still do. <laughs> In fact, we I still put up all of my baby stockings that have died. Yeah, I, I thought you did, yeah. Them, right? So they're still here from Christmas with us, right? Uh-huh. So um, Rosie and Hank and Molly, um, they are all tied together in a beautiful green or, or, or you know, red whip ribbon on their, their little personal stockings. Um, and of course, they're yeah. still with us, right? I have not taken down the huge portrait picture. I remember of that. All of them, right? Yeah, it's black and, and white, it, right, is it? Yeah, black yeah. and white. Yeah. And the only ones living now are Jack and Ellie, right? Yeah, so, yeah. but I haven't taken it down yet. I'm like, they're this is where they live. Well, it's like any family portrait. Some some of the right. people are not there anymore. My family portrait when I, from when I was a child. My parents are long gone, but there they are. They're still they're still always present for me, you know. Now, I mean, people would come in and they know I have a daughter. An actual human daughter, like, mm-hmm. and there there are no pictures of, of Alisa on, on the mantle. It's just fun. that's funny. I'm sure she doesn't take it. So that's good. She, she knows that you're. She knows that she's your your primary child. That's right. <laughs> that's pretty evident. That's right. So we would love other people to, yes. to write in, and really, I think it's helpful for those newly grieving, or like it's been a year or two, but you're obviously you will grieve. We all know that for your lifetime, you just absorb absorb it differently, or you yeah. you come to terms with it. But if you have any thoughts, or you know what what you do, or how you do. Um, work with grieving um, during the holiday season. I mean, in different countries, I know you you guys have different holidays. I mean, we're coming into our Thanksgiving now, right? And we will have Christmas, so or Hanukkah, you know. But um, or something else, or some, yes, there are multiple yeah, different Yule, right now, for example, right. yeah. Or so Kwanzaa, whatever. We would love to have people, you know, let us know how you work with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll wrap up here, Nancy. As always, it's a pleasure talking with you. Yes. And uh, get those stockings up. Oh, they're coming out soon. Well, Lisa would have liked to have the Christmas tree up yesterday, but that's not happening. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care. <laughs>